What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello, Sol Campbell is a hero. Um, but talking about him, he's got a new job now this week. Um, uh, he's now the manager of South End. Um, he hasn't got off to the greatest start. He lost seven one the other day, um, which isn't the best. No, it's very very entertaining. Um, but it is it is something for BAME to be pleased about that we would when we we discussed when he got sacked. How long is it going to be till he gets another job? And it hasn't been very long, which is which is good to see. Um, what isn't good to see though was was Arsenal's result this week against Sheffield United. Um, it wasn't the best of weeks. Arsenal lost one nil. Um, went down in the first half from a set piece. Like it wasn't like I don't think you can blame Arsenal's defence for the result because it wasn't that. It was just a bad set piece to play and whatever. And then Sheffield were impossible to defend against. Basically, I just it was just it was the most frustrating game you probably can ever see. Probably because. It's like you're on top, but you can't do anything about it because when the other team's sat back and and you've not got this huge target man to hit up to, which is, I feel, such a huge tactic in English football, um, the long ball football, as they may call it, which, funny enough, Sheffield United are the number one team in the league at doing. Um, I mean, but they're, they didn't they're a very tough that. team to play against. They're a very tough team to play against, they're, especially at home. Um, so you have you can't. While, while we have to laugh at Arsenal for losing to a newly new promoted side, they are quite tough to beat. Um, and I, I, I think Spurs will get a result. I hope so. When when when, when we play them eventually, but it's, it's always great to see Arsenal lose. Well, yeah, but funny enough, Sheffield actually have the best defense in the league. No, I know it's quite surprising, but for a promoted side. That's kind of what you want to expect because you looked at what happened last year with Fulham. They had a terrible; they couldn't defend at all, and they—that's basically one of the main reasons they went down. Whereas if you if you're if you're matching Liverpool as the best defense in the league, which is what they are, they not conceded. They are the number one defense. No one scored more other than well, they're tied with Liverpool for least goals conceded. So I don't think I think Sheffield as a, as a team will be very happy. They got a result against Chelsea. They've got this win against Arsenal. Um, I think, funny enough, it's always that team that no one ever thinks is going to be successful. Everyone thought Norwich was going to do okay because of Pukki. We Everyone thought, um, who's the other team that got promoted? Aston Villa were going to do yeah. okay. But then, and everyone thought Sheffield were the kind of, who were they really? And then, yeah, we, the we, we all, in, in, of, in our prediction at the start of the season. Look, in, in our prediction of the start of the season, I think we we all predicted them. I think we put them at the bottom or, or definitely in the relegation zone. And they they've really um, I think proved, proved everyone wrong that you can do it without investing massive amounts of money in your squad, keeping the same core um, as as the one that was that was in the championship and doing well in the Premier League, which is good, great to see. Doing doing it the right way and all that. Well, yeah, I don't know if you can tell here that I'm trying to push the the spotlight here off of Arsenal and onto Sheffield because. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm falling Arsenal for it. did have a horrible we, we should, it's a game we should have won it's like it would have been great we would have been back up to third um, and there would be no like oh, Arsenal the same as, ever, as last year which is what this basically looked like it's looked like the Arsenal of old but it was just I don't know what like there was a few players like 
Lacazette was back, Tierney was back, Holding was back, Bellerin was supposed to be back, but he wasn't even on the squad. Um, but I, I, even there, I don't know if any of these players could have made much of a difference. Lacazette came on towards the end of the game. I thought he did a good job. Um, he kind of held the ball up well, which is uh, which was difficult, which is what Arsenal had that difficulties doing because the other only other way to get into Sheffield United's area was kind of through crosses, and that was never going to work with a with a Bamiang trying to make weird runs. Um, but so Lacazette came on and kind of did something. I thought Tierney, if he started, we could have had some more because Tierney look has is like he's he's done well from what I've seen at Celtic going forward. And especially with Arsenal, he started off with a couple of assists. So I think Tierney may have helped over Kolasinac, but I understand that you don't want to risk him in a game you think is going to be easy to win, which obviously then turned out it wasn't too easy to win. Um, I don't know. Also, just no one really looked like they were the, the usual self that they've been this season. I mean, I, I think that um, Patrick's ever put it, put it best when he called you babies. Um, mentally weak. I, I, think, I think that was what he said. Um <laughs> I mean, it's a team. It's that you need some sort of um, some strength to play against. Something like that. They're effectively, they're basically Stoke, right? They're, they're what Stoke were like. Stoke on a, on a Tuesday night, or Monday night what is it? I don't know what cold. I don't know whatever the phrase is. But Sheffield is, is a similar sort of uh, test you've got, and and Arsenal's players failed it again. Well, I don't think you could say that, especially coming from Spurs' point of view, mentally weak from what we've seen over Spurs for the last couple of weeks. Like it wasn't. It was like it was just everyone's going to be every team in that position is going to get in the same frustration. It's it's very difficult to not get frustrated and not do that because you're like, what else can you really try now? Like unless you go for it, all you can do is risk it and risk it. If you fail and fail every time and again. It just eventually you're just gonna give up. It's not like it's a, oh you need to stay mentally strong. It's 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 very difficult for any for any human being to to fail a hundred times and still keep on going. Like that's kind of what it was. Tell, tell that to Nicolas Pepe. <laughs> well, he he actually was one of the. I thought he was actually one of the most um, entertaining players for Arsenal in the game. Like he did yeah. okay. He actually created a bit more than he has done. I thought he was going to get scored, which was getting a bit annoying for me because then, then all the memes are gone. If he if he scores a goal from open play, then what's the joke? He he's he's no longer Javinia. Well, he had a horrible miss, which is a bit annoying because it kind of took away from the fact he didn't actually have the worst of games. Like I thought he, considering we lost, it's, it's been one of his best performances so far. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought well, he he looked decent, and I don't think I think it was sign. I thought there were signs. That he actually is getting to grips. Um, I just he just didn't. It just wasn't the right game. I think for Arsenal, it just didn't there's work been signs for it's... weeks now. No, because it was nothing to do with. It was not like any game we've played this season. It was not like oh the defense didn't know what they were doing or the oh because you should, or it was just or the midfield was sloppy. Xhaka didn't know what he was doing. It was nothing to do with that. It was not what we've seen so far. It was a complete different game. It was can we break a team down that's going to defend against you? And we just couldn't. And and that's not like anything else I've come up against because look what happened. We played Villa. We managed to break them down eventually. Um, we we Newcastle. We scraped a one 0 win there. Managing to get these results. It's not like oh, it's been coming because it was just Sheffield were just very good on their day defending. If you remember Spurs Villa, 
it was it kind of looked like that at points, but Spurs ended up getting there was a win. Yeah, it looked like Villa were gonna just yeah. withstand, but Spurs ended up getting the win. But that was a sign. Yeah, but that, that, that that's what big teams have to do though. Big teams have to get have to take their chances in, 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 in that when when you get it. Look, that, that's, that's I don't think I don't think I don't think Spurs right now. You can judge Arsenal for how they played against Sheffield because if Spurs do come up against Sheffield and go one 0 down, I'd like to see Spurs try and break them down because I just don't see that happening. I just don't see how any team could do it. I just don't. See, I, I you're looking at it and I, they could have they could have probably defended against Barcelona Real Madrid three times over. Like That's it was very true. difficult. It was very difficult to break them down. I don't think you can really judge. And I think frustration kicked in. Um, and I don't think I don't think the blame can be on Emery. And I hate these weird Arsenal fans now who are saying, "Oh, Emery, what have you done to the club?" Because we're not in a bad position. We lost one game. Okay, we're not in a bad position. We'll probably get a win now against Victoria and Palace at home. Um, and then probably we'll get the you, don't, you don't know game. that. Hmm? I, mean, I don't know. Wins aren't guaranteed. You know, you never never guaranteed. I know, but with Arsenal, it's I feel like we're at home against Palace. It feels like yes, this is a guaranteed win. It's a typical. I, I last, thought it was going to be last year. You were home against Palace as well. No, but I feel like I thought it was going to be the same way. Our oh, Spurs were guaranteed to win this week against Watford, where it's not going to mean anything, but it's going to be like, oh yeah, we got a win, and now we've got some hope. And I think that's what Palace is going to be like. Okay, we're not actually we're back on track, and I just feel like it's going to be that kind of. I forget what they called it last year, um, but almost like a, a, it's like kind of papering over cracks in the club when you get this sort of win. And I think that's what Palace will be because I don't think it means, yes, we're back on track. I think it means we've beaten the team we should beat and let's see how we now face. Because I think the game after that against Wolves is going to be the actual test. Because I think if we can beat Wolves, then it means something. But again, it's just these these home games, it's too easy. It's, it's away from form that teams... And it's not. It's funny because Spurs are having the same issue. It's just these away from form, away from home games are so difficult to win. It seems, and I just I don't know. I mean, Spurs' Spurs' problems aren't uniquely to their away form. We have crap home. Form well, no. If you look, give, give if you credit. look over the last, if you look over the last season as well, <laughs> yeah, Spurs were slightly better at home than they were away. Like even though no, how bad in, they've in been general, in the last we have twenty been. games. It's true. No, no, but I mean our away record before this run of games since like January, where we've been haven't won away away games since 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 January. Um, we had a pretty good away record, and we we won some big teams. We had like we won most very good away games. Um, the trouble was home home at Wembley. That 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 was the trouble. Um, now we're sort of problems all over home and away, but it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. I think we'll get onto that later. But um, I don't, I don't know. I think I don't know how. I don't know what to really make now of the Arsenal game or what to take forward from it. I just think it will move on. We'll see how Arsenal do now. We'll have Lacazette back in the starting eleven, which is going to be a surprise because Saka will probably be, even though it's a bit unfair, he'll be instantly dropped, um, which is a bit unfair on someone who's actually done quite well since he's been given a chance, just because... Diving everywhere, isn't he? I'm saying you can't really... It's just a bit unfair because you can't drop Pepe because you've spent that money on him, and obviously you can't drop Aubameyang or Lacazette just because they're both. Because mm. Aubameyang, Aubameyang gives you all the goals, Aubameyang. Like you're you're relying on him so much. Okay, but 
as long as we're as long as he's getting the goals, then it's fine. It doesn't matter. But unfortunately, he didn't, and that was the sure. problem with Sheffield. It was like, where is Aubameyang? Kind of that was kind of how I looked at it because Aubameyang just wasn't there either. And yeah, Guendouzi again, he's he's doing great, and I just think I just don't know where Arsenal can go from this. Um, it is a shame to see it because I think if we win. No one says anything, and if we if we lose, it's suddenly oh Arsenal are back to the same old ways, which is just like either way, it's kind of it's a lose lose basically for Arsenal. They're not going to get credit for the win, and they're not going to and they're going to just get all this hatred for the loss. But I want to move on now to the Spurs because that was I don't know what how you can say I think Spurs have had a terrible week. I don't know how Spurs fans want to put it. Beating Red Star Belgrade and a bunch a bunch of farmers like Arsenal do every week is not a good week when you draw to Watford luckily thanks to oh, VAR which oh, was so frustrating because oh, Spurs should not have got a draw and they, it would just look so much better um, I think we've got to we've got to take a, a a look over the whole week not over the game not over over one game and ignore the other um, I think that some of us have Champions League to worry about, which is the point. Is that sometimes Champions League can be important as well. Um, the Watford game in itself was horrific. Let's let's be honest. There, we should have won them. They're the bottom bottom of the league. Haven't won a game yet, and all that. I mean, the fact that we didn't win beat them is, is pretty embarrassing. The fact that we scraped the result, but I'm more focused on on last night now. But I, last night made, made me a lot a lot happier than, no, than the Watford game. And it's... you're just you just said. Don't focus on just one game. We need to focus on the week as a whole. And you've then just gone, let's forget about Watford and just focus on last night. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I think, though, the, the, in terms of mentality of the squad, though, and the most recent game is the, is the 5-0 now for just for the squad. And the squad, hopefully, will let, think less about the Watford game and more about the Red Star game where they've battered but, a battered team, played really good, really good football. But Red Star is like a Europa League level game. Like then they're a team you should be beating five 0 especially with a first team like that. So, well, we, this year wasn't really a first team, but sure. Um, when we when you when you say that uh, everyone beats Red Star, everyone Red Star easy to beat. Um, a certain team called Arsenal played them in twenty seventeen and got a nil nil result at home. Um, a team called Liverpool, the Europe, reigning European champions, lost to them two 0 last year. Not, I mean, they played crap last night. They were horrific, but <laughs> they're not. They're, they're not a walk, walk in the park. Um, and, and other teams have struggled against them in the past. No, but you've just said every Premier League. They may be on their day can have a good, decent game, but I'm saying Watford didn't have an amazing game, and they managed to get a result. Like Spurs should be looking like, okay, yeah, we beat Red Star, but we still need to focus. We still can't win a, win a game in the league, and that's a big problem, especially with Liverpool coming up. Well, yeah, well, obviously, as we can't just ignore Watford. We have to look at look at Watford and look what we did wrong. But I think that the reason why the result, the run of results has been so bad is not because of the quality of the players has, has been significantly lower than Watford's or, or, or Brighton's or any of those. It's that it's about it's about mentality. It's about morale in the squad and the, for the fact that for the past few years, some of the players are starting to feel stale. And I think that the the win against against Red Star. Makes them fit. Makes it's a, it's a really really great result. The way the way we did it, the way we pressed the press. I know it's Red Star, but the way the way we pressed them, the way we had uh, Sonny playing brilliantly and Dombele praying brilliantly, um, not playing brilliantly, not praying brilliantly. If he wants to pray, that, that that's his business. Um, but I think that it's yeah. I think it's a, it's a massive morale boosting morale boosting win for the squad. It's it's I I it gives you a little bit of hope going into Anfield next week. 
Just a little bit. Okay, fine. I think it's fair to say that Spurs, they've had a better week than usual. Because they managed to get a draw in the Premier League. <laughs> and, and, they, and they won a game for the first time in however long. I don't know how many games that has been now since Spurs lost. When it must have been Southampton. Um, which is Spurs' I think that's two wins in eight, I think I heard, or something like that. Um, which is, I guess you're saying, oh, it's better, but that's still, that doesn't sound like the best result. The best, the best. Yes, you get a win and okay, you're in a position now where you should qualify from your group. But I think um, a loss, if Spurs had beaten Watford and beaten Belgrade, I still don't think it would have meant much. I think it would have just been, as I've said with Arsenal, papering over cracks that could still be there. Obviously, there's hope. There's hope. There's always hope because once you get a win, you're never in a bad. You've always, when you win a game, you're in a good, you feel good. But I feel with Liverpool coming up, it could just be horrible because if Liverpool batter Spurs and all of any momentum you thought you had has just gone and now the players could just be, could just it could just be the rest, it could be the end of it basically. Hundred percent. I think that yeah, it could, it could either go really, really well for our season. Liverpool now, I think I've said this for a few games, but Liverpool could really be the turning point. Is is if we get battered, um, we can have a run of, of games where the hope where the players will hopefully will, will, will recover it from the players will, will, will suffer though from from feeling I don't know out just down just down. If we get, I can see us getting battered though. It just, it just I don't know. But after last night, I think that the way the way we play, the way that it's it's all it's all about morale. Is the reason it, the reason the Watford game and these other games never happened. Because we were bad, it's about them around. The five nil helps us massively to help the, make the players be motivated to, to to turn up to games. Which, which they, to be honest, they should be anyway. It's like when you're playing games at Anfield, you're playing games at like the Champions League nights. You should be motivated, and they they finally showed showed, showed that they can. They showed that when you when they put effort in, they can demolish teams playing brilliant football. The thing though, I think about Spurs is and, and Arsenal, and just. It's just it's all about consistency, and if it, it, you saw with Arsenal last year, we managed to go nineteen games undefeated and still managed to finish outside the top four. So one win is not good enough, especially it, it wasn't even a Premier League win. So like, it's still even even if Spurs go the next ten games and it crumbles again, I just don't see Spurs right now, based on how they played so far, being consistent enough to. To get this top four that you think Spurs could be back on track, you like back on track. You your red star Belgrade and drawn with Watford. I don't think you, anyone can say back on track at any point right now. No, I didn't say I, I didn't say back on track. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I I don't know. I just I think that you have to take it, you have to take the, the game into where, into account where it is. Right, you have to take what what, what happened last night into account. Um, and again, it's, it's, I, I keep I keep, I keep re- repeating myself, but it's, but it's about Moran and this this game. The fact that it's it, 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 it might not help us over the long term, but I'm looking at next week. It can help us. Like when, you mentioned Arsenal's Arsenal's run, right? Arsenal's 22 game, whatever it was, helped them in the derby when they beat when you beat us, right? The 4-2 one when it, that helped us with, to, 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 for individual games. It can help you when you're on a run, maybe not long term. Uh, and of course, I've never been particularly worried about top four, even though when we're in this, this really, really bad run. But I, I think that it it can help us for the, the next game to try and get a result at Anfield, which is what it's all about now in the Premier League. Okay, well, I want to put this question forward. Um, based on both managers have been getting a bit of criticism 
both Pochettino and Unai Emery over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we've discussed whether or not Poch out is fair, and nope, and and I've and I still stand by right now. Emery out is obviously unfair, but how long do both managers get um, to to justify why them staying is fair? Obviously, Pochettino has proven himself longer than Nuno Emery has, um, and Emery, to be fair, hasn't really proven himself that much at all. He's done slight improvements, I feel, since Wenger's gone. But how long do you give Poch and how long do you give Emery to prove themselves? What, want me to start? Yeah. Um, for me, I think I think Poch can get however long he wants. <laughs> he can have an, until until he wants to retire from football. He's earned it. And... and, and... <laughs> I don't think I think that Emery is different though. I think Emery hasn't done anything to earn like this this faith from the Arsenal fans that he hasn't really got. Like Poch has done amazing things for Tottenham with his hands tied behind his back, and I think that you, you obviously you can't say unlimited t- amount of time. Um, I'd say like I don't know two two three years maybe of I don't know. I the trouble is 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 that the 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 goals that we can set with him are are very are very dependent on what Le- on, on whether Levy backs him or not, right? So. Like Poch, Poch's, Poch's abilities are limited based on 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 how much he's backed and how much the, the players he 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 has want to play for him. So like I don't think with with a team that that Poch, that, that Poch wants and the team wants to play for him, um, he can do amazing things. But I I think yeah it's it's all it's mainly it's more dependent on Levy as to whether Poch succeeds. Whereas Emery I think I think it's different because he hasn't really done anything to 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 get long term faith from the board. Well, I, I, okay, but you're saying here now Pochettino needs trust. Well, Arsenal's main problem, as long as fans have been saying, is Conkey is also a huge problem at Arsenal. Like, we need backing and we need money spent. And obviously, we spent a bit of money, but from sound things, a lot of it was instalments. And also, Spurs also spent a lot of money this summer. They spent over 100 million. It's not like Spurs had, it's not like Pochettino had nothing to work with. Yeah? No. But the, the the players that he signed were effectively replacements. I think we, we I think we said this before. But he signed Ndombele to replace Dembele. He signed Lacerda to replace Eriksson, and then he signed Jack Clark. Why and Sessegnon? Why? What? Whose fault is it though that Dembele is leaving and the Celso's leaving and uh, Eriksson's leaving? Uh, whose fault is that? That's not the board's fault, is it? That's well, them not wanting to play for Spurs and Pochettino kind of needs to keep them on. You can't overlook the fact that Pochettino needs to kind of keep the squad together and that's part of his job is to kind of keep the squad lifted up, especially after getting to that Champions League final. Well, you still you still want the player, you still need him to be able to keep the players around and you look, Spurs, none of them want to play for Spurs. Vertonghen like might be that, leaving, that, Ericsson looks almost out. I don't think Ericsson looks almost out. There's a bunch, there's a few of them who are looking looking on, but I don't think to say none of them want to play for Spurs is a bit a bit extreme. Um, they, they've they've Fine, they've, but... they've been um they've been putting not not much effort in over the past few weeks. But I think that Poch again Poch wanted a rebuild in the summer. Poch wanted these players who who didn't want to play for him out. He didn't get it partly for Le- partly for Levy, part from the fa- partly from the fact that clubs didn't want to pay the money that that, that we wanted. Um, but it's it's a combination of factors. But I think that I don't think Poch. Um, has been truly backed at any point in his in his Tottenham career. Therefore, I don't think and and, and what he's done without being backed. If, he, if this is what he can do without being backed, imagine what he can do with while being backed. I'm I'm willing to give him however long he wants. <laughs> give him give him a lifetime contract. That's what he what he said. He mentioned that a few years ago. He wants no, no. 
but Arsenal, Arsenal said that with Wenger. It was like, oh, imagine Wenger had given, was given money to spend. Look how he might, he probably would have done great. Because we never spent money with Wenger. But that doesn't justify, oh, Wenger can't do anything now. He's still he's supposed not- to make the squad lifted. The squad is still supposed to play well. They're still supposed to, as long as, look, the one thing Arsenal fans have said f- over the whole time was, as long as they look like they're trying and as long as they look like they're putting effort in, you can't expect any more from them. Yeah, maybe you can expect more from the board then, and obviously Wenger, you can't expect much from either. Then, if they're playing as best as they can and they're trying as hard as they can, then fine. But you cannot tell me that over the last however many weeks, Spurs have been trying as hard as they can. The players look as as focused as possible, and that's down to Pop. That's not down to the board. Um, I get one hundred percent that the players haven't been focused and haven't haven't been putting effort in for over the past few weeks. But I don't think that that the main main blame of that is not for the, is not to Poch, right? The main blame of that is to players who wanted to leave, right? What what is the manager supposed to do when a player decides he doesn't want to play for the club anymore and decides that he's going to put literally no effort in, like Christian Eriksen? What, what's the, what's the manager supposed to do? He's a brilliant he player. He doesn't play him. Now he's not playing, and now and now we might be doing better. Like, but you can't when you have a bunch of players, like five and of your starting eleven, right? You've got four or five that have openly said they want that they are considering their their futures and like all, all these sort of like coded statements that they, they they're looking on, and 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 we don't know how many more are looking on as well. You've got a bunch in your first team. What are you supposed to do? Right? When he, does does he not start Toby and Yan? Does he start Davinson and and Juan Foyt every game now? That's not a realistic option. When you've got your, when you've got players who want to leave at the club who you want to leave, you can't. You're working with your hands tied behind your back, and I, I think it's realistic to say that they're, they're all, they're most, most of them will leave at the, end, at the end of the season, and then we can start afresh and hopefully he gets backed. But yeah, I, I don't think it's fair to say that Poch can't back the Poch can't motivate the players. I don't think that that's a fair representation. I just think that's one of the only things you can really judge him on right now is. Can you motivate the players to at least try? And they haven't looked like you. And don't say, "Oh, it's those players," because you look. The players who I thought were sloppy against Watford were Winks and was in Dombele and was Sissoko. The midfield they couldn't pass the ball around. And Dombele wasn't. Was and Dombele was on the pitch. And Dombele was on the pitch about twenty minutes ago against Watford. I don't know what you're talking. Well, about. when he was on the pitch, when he was on the pitch, he looked sloppy. Rubbish. Watford had chances. Rubbish. He, I, 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 you can play it back and just see. No one, the, those players look lazy. It wasn't oh, of course he's, he's playing. It's affected mentality, though. but that's him. What it, what can you judge him on then? You can't. What's the point of him? You can't like. What benefit is he is Pochettino being at Spurs then? We can judge what he's done over the past five years, right? Is he brought us from a, from a, a Europa League team to a, to, a, to a solid Champions League team, right? And now the fact that, that and, and the fact that he's he's challenged the trophy, he's got a Champions League final. He's never ever been backed, right? He's been working with with like a budget of, of budget equivalent to Southampton and 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 like low, and lower lower league Premier League clubs, and he's been getting us to levels like this. It's just it's I don't even get how how you can like question him in this in this sort of. How can you scandal. give him the credit? How can you give him the credit for that? But you can't criticize him at all. Then I can't criticize you're him. You're not allowed to criticize, but you're allowed to give him as much credit as you want. No, you can criticize him. He's not perfect, but I don't think you can say that he's that 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 the reason why we're failing now is because of him. I think it's more to do with, with with individual players who don't want to play for the club who shouldn't be at the club. Well, if the club stop, if Spurs start playing play, playing well, then what? You give him the credit, right? Yeah, because he's managed to motivate the squad, considering everything that he's had. Do you not see him. the danger, though? Do you not see the danger, though, of only only 
Only only crediting him when he does well, and only and never criticizing him at all. I don't never criticize him. He gets things wrong. He gets things wrong. He's not he's not a perfect man. Sadly, I wish he was. Um, but I think that yeah, it is that you have taken into account. It's the fact that he's playing with players who don't want, who don't want to be at the club, and that, that that's a, that that's a, that helps that affects the mentality of the squad. And if he motivates the squad, considering all that, that is a bigger achievement because I don't. Most managers don't have that. Most managers don't have five five or six players, four, four or five players who want to who want to leave in, the, in their first team squad. You know what? I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm Arsenal. I'd like to see Spurs fail. So have fun with not criticising Pot, keeping him around. And then you'll start hearing the chance of we want you to stay and um, those sort of like mocking, oh, these fans love for him and they can't even... He's not won a thing. He's not done anything. And there's lots of... Uh, I forget who it was last week that made a point about how can anyone say Pot is that amazing? He's not won a trophy yet. Yeah. Stupid. Hmm? It was just a stupid point. Are there Who people, Goth Crooks, um, Tot- Tottenham fans who who will, who criticise Poch, but saying saying he's he isn't he's not good he hasn't won anything. Let me ask you: Do you prefer Juan Ramos? How is Juan Ramos rem- remembered as a Tottenham manager? The guy who won us our last trophy, legend of the club? No, he was crap. Right? I don't want to. I don't want to hear this nonsense. That any any person now would rather have Juan Ramos in the in in, in the job than Pochettino because Juan Ramos won a trophy and everything was just about trophies. It's so stupid. Look, if this is Spurs' peak, then fine. Be happy, be happy with that. If you think this is Spurs' peak and they can't, and with the way that the the backing, and if he doesn't get backing, Spurs can't ever get any higher. Then fine. But that's that's how you I, want to think. I, I think Spurs have got some peak. amazing players. And 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 they and they should whether or not he's backed or not. Some of these players are clearly one are clearly world class. Like there's no doubting that. Like how hard it is to admit Harry Kane is obviously a world class player. Obviously, so, human son just nominated for Ballon d'Or. Don't know how, but he is quite a. I, I'm not going to say world class, but he's player. a top top world class top world class top player, top player. Um. So, so yeah. But, if you, I think Spurs should be aiming for higher, even with the squad that they've got. Um, I didn't. If you don't want that, then fine. But the thing is, wait, but we'll wait. see. We'll look. We'll see. We'll see next year anyway when the all or nothing. I, I didn't say this is the peak. Just announcers come out. Okay, we'll see next year when we'll see next year when this all or nothing documentary comes out. What, what is actually going on? Because it'll be funny to see when after all of this that it's actually Pochino is in complete control, and it could be actually horrible for Spurs as Spurs fans having to rewatch this all back and finding out all these horrible things like uh, I don't know pochettino has got the mafia on his side. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we get the, the inside scoop on the on the Ericsson Vertonghen scandal. I can't wait. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But I also want to talk about Unai Emery as well as Poch. Um, because you said, oh, Emery, oh, he should be given. I don't. You really haven't said much. He's, I think I he, he should. Really I don't think it's fair to judge him right now with the squad he's got. Um, I, I don't think it's. He doesn't deserve time. Obviously, managers deserve time. You can't. You can't say he should be sacked he hasn't today. Done anything to, do he hasn't done anything to earn it. Right? He's, he's had an average first season, an average, a, a right, below average second how season. How long do you give him to prove himself then? Because Pochettino is saying has proven himself already. You're saying Pochettino has proven himself already, correct? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, how long does Emery get to prove himself? End of the season. I mean, as an, if I was an Arsenal fan, I, I'm not an Arsenal fan. Thank God, I'm not an Arsenal fan. But um, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd say that I yeah, till the end of the season, give him. And then if he doesn't get top four end of the season, get a new manager. 
Okay, okay. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it. I, obviously, it depends on how we do. Um, I think top four is is going to be sort of the easiest thing to do. But I think we should be getting top four. Um, I also think I feel like the cop out Europa League is also fair enough. If he gets that, then fair enough. Obviously, it's obviously we can say fair enough. It's how will the managers and the owners judge him? I don't think they will if he wins a trophy this year. They won't. They won't get rid of him. Um, but it's also, I, I know, I know, because you're saying Pochettino has proven himself with Emery. I think it's how if he can develop players. I think that's good enough for me. If he can just develop some of these. Well, you're you're, you're and, happy as if if, if 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 you don't get top four for a few years, but he plays Saka a few times and he plays Willock. No, no, not for a few years. Not for a few years. Not for a few years. If we get to the end of the season and we've just missed out on top four, but we've played some amazing football, yeah. Um, the youngsters have been performing great. Saka is proven now. He's a Premier League star. Or Guendouzi is clearly... I don't know. But if these players have proven themselves to be great potential and we've just missed out on top four, I don't think he'll be... I don't think... I don't think... It's... It, obviously, it's... you can. I think it'd be fair to say he should be gone. But I wouldn't be annoyed if they didn't get rid of him. I wouldn't be annoyed if they didn't. If he... If he if they do, because it shows the mentality of the club, understanding that they're not good enough yet still. It would show that. Yeah, but, but, and I think it's big for Arsenal. Because I think... is that you have to have results though, don't you? Well, yeah, but I'm saying like, I think if good football's played, I'll be happy. I'm not going to be, I said I won't be annoyed. I'm not saying I would say he's, it'd be wrong to sack him but if they didn't I wouldn't be that annoyed if he didn't like yeah but you you, you aren't really say... on the on the whole Emery out thing though there are, there are some people who are like who are much more into like Emery out every time he loses a game well I think now is a bit early well, I think now is a bit early as well because I don't know how these fans can go from Wenger out to now Emery out because clearly it isn't the managers you can't just keep on saying oh it's clearly the managers at the problem it's clearly then the players that are struggling or the owners not it's clearly not the managers fault if if both Wenger and Emery have struggled because both of them are Wenger is I don't think anyone could argue Wenger was a top top manager and Emery also he's not done so much but he's a good enough manager he's not a bad manager. Um, based on his accolades that he's he's listed, but so I don't think these fans because people just uh, and then the next manager comes in and again it's oh yeah we're not performing it's definitely the manager that's at fault um, let's just get the next manager out otherwise you're just on the constant cycle unless you start realization that it's something else and that's what I'm saying if we finish outside the top four and just miss it but we've played good football and we've developed well it will show the mentality of the club understanding that we're not good enough yet and we're just in a rebuilding stage and why Emery is given another year. They say a lot about Emery's three years to kind of set himself and to understand what his stage is at. You see Klopp, he wasn't, he wasn't, what was his his stage for Liverpool? He didn't, he I, didn't he miss out on top four one year? Well, yeah, he was, he's, he's been crap for years, but, but he got, he got one Champions League, which is, which is fair enough. Um, but yeah, well, he 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 played quite well in the Premier League as well last season. <laughs> yeah, but had, he had he had no results though. I said he wasn't he wasn't always getting top four. He wasn't he was winning and maybe a, I don't know he, he didn't win a trophy. So he, I I don't know I don't know. I, I, fair enough. Now it looks it looks great to, to they backed him now. But there's managers who've been back before who have been crap, right? You, like if you give AVB five years, he's not winning you the Champions League. It's, it depends on the manager. You can't just say give him time, whoever it is. Fine, fine, but I'm saying. There is, there is a thing, if Emery has a third year, who knows what could happen. 
Yeah. Realistically, no top four, no trophy. Next year, we probably should have our our set defence going forward for the future, really. Because we'll have Bellerin, Saliba, Tierney and and um, Holding, which is kind of the ideal. That's it for that. And that's not a... That is not right now. You can't say, yeah, that's that team is definitely good enough for um, winning the winning the Champions League and whatnot. But it is a squad. It's, it is a back four that has potential to, I think, be that good. If I, I know it's a bit far fetched to say it's it's it could be Champions League, but I think it has that potential. Yeah, but now, now, now that back four is ready. That back four is there, and they're not playing. Well, no, they've been injured, so I don't think you can judge them. I don't know. I think they, they, were, they were fit last night, some of them. Holding was fit. Um, Tierney was fit, not playing. I mean, other players are not playing. Ozil was not playing. That's not, not really relevant. But players, like, he plays, he keeps out weird players. I don't know if it's just fitness, but he, he seems to make weird weird team selections. Well, I don't know. They'll probably, hopefully, they'll play. I, I, it's going to be annoying because they'll probably play against Victoria and not against Crystal Palace. Um, um, but I think. I think um, I think once we see them play a game, then it, then it'll be time to start judging Emery fairly because he'll have Lacazette, Pepe. He'll have his the front three that was supposed to be so dynamic. But he's already um, had his front three. No, but they they didn't get very long, did they? They're not very good. They had like two it? weeks. Well, they, had, they had like two weeks before before Lacazette got injured, and then. And then we've so I think once we have the back four and the front three, it will be then time to judge Unai Emery. With I think we're one player away from being comfortable top four. I think I think I think we really are. I think we're a midfielder away from being comfortably top four. Um, I'd like to see him try and get that in January. I doubt it. Mm. I highly doubt it. But who knows? We're we're a Jacker away. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> club captain away. <laughs> um, I just uh, b- before we before we finish this, this bit, I think I just got to say this bit. Um, I was at the game last night at the Spurs game. Um, if you looked before, it, I, I know we're going back to Spurs, but if you looked before on on the website, there was a bunch of a bunch of empty sick bunch empty seats. It looked like it was be a really really bad atmosphere. Um, and we assumed that there was going to be quite a few Red Star fans in the home end. But this w- w- this was a, a message to... It would have been a message had, had no one known turned up. But quite surprisingly, the fans were really, really, really good. And I think it re- see, it, it, there's a correlation. That's what I have to say. The cor- there's a correlation, obviously, between when, when fans perform and, and players perform. And it helps massively, even in a small game, when you have fans singing, singing their heads off at the game. It, it makes the players play better. It makes them... And, and there was this moment um, when, when Sonny came off, which I, I don't think it was caught on, on, on TV. I'm not really sure. I didn't watch it on TV. Um, when Sonny came off and he walked around half the pitch in front of the South Stand, which is where I was sitting. It was, it was just a beautiful moment. The, the, whole, the whole, crowd, whole crowd singing his name. Beautiful stuff. Um, and it, it, it's a, it, it shows that even when you put crap, to, crap, crap, crap ticket prices and it's a crap game and you have away fans in the, in the home end, the Spurs fans come through. Up the Spurs. So this week's hero of the week. This week's villain of the week. So this week's hero of the week is Franco Acerbi. Um, he's a Lazio centre back, um, 
And basically, it was a lovely story. The Lazio players all went to a hospital um, to visit all the patients and all the cancer survivors. And, well, not cancer survivors, cancer patients. And he himself has gone through the whole process and he um, he he overcame it and he beat cancer. Um, so he refused to leave, they said. The players, the bus was leaving. They said, we need to leave now. And... He said, um, no, I'm staying to meet every single one. And he ended up leaving on his own, basically. And he met every single patient, which is lovely to see. Um, so, yeah, he is the hero of the week. As for villain of the week, this one, we've got a bit of a dark horse. Um, Taking into account this was before the Red Star game, when we um, battered them 5-0. And, and I was feeling a bit angry, angry at Poch. So this week, this week's villain of the week is Mauricio Pochettino for... Um, in the international break, he went to the Aspire Summit in Qatar, um, which doesn't sound like that bad on, on the surface. Then he went on this, this uh, as part of his speech, he was saying, oh, I, I congratulate the Qatar Football Association. Nice stuff. We are encouraged by, and struck by the vision, planning and passion this country shows for sports development. This is where I had a bit, I got a bit annoyed with him because he is coddling up to a regime that has, has done some disgusting stuff and Qatar specifically. Um, human rights abuses, all that, and in terms of building the stadium and, and in terms of their sports development, they've bought a World Cup which, through, through, through bribery, which we know, it was confirmed that there was bribery there. Their, their, their workers are, are dying at, at crazy rates. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's a pretty disgusting thing for one of the best paid managers in the world. I don't know how, how well paid he is, but he's pretty well paid to be going to, going to Qatar and, and praising the, the regime there. And I think it's just, it's, as, as much as I love Poch, this is something that you shouldn't be doing, um, and it's not great to see as, as a Spurs fan. So, villain of the week this week is Mauricio Pochettino. Well, fair enough. Um, didn't think you can hate, could hate him, based on what you've said so far this podcast. Um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoy. Please follow us on all our social medias at Soulcia Podcast. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Um, we have some some videos there now. Um, Soul Camels a dot 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 podcast um thank you so much um hands so campbell is a judas traitor thank you for listening and we'll see you next week come on, come on.